Welcome into Mock Trial Masterclass, your guide to controlling the courtroom. I'm Luke and I want you to be a Mock Trial Master. Let's talk about how you can make that happen. A question that a lot of attorneys have in Mock Trial when it comes to cross-examination is, how do I control the witness and how much is too much? What are they allowed to do and at what point is it time for me to start taking back control and taking over and saying, no, you can't do that? So that's what we're gonna talk about in this video. We're specifically gonna talk about three things when it comes to controlling your witness as an attorney on cross-examination. We're gonna talk first about when you can interrupt your witness on cross. We're gonna talk about when you can't interrupt your witness on cross. And then finally, we're gonna talk about how to interrupt your witness on cross. Because mastering the art of interrupting your witness and doing it when you're supposed to and not doing it when you're not supposed to is really the whole key to keeping your witness in control and in check on cross. So, you ready to hop in? Let's do it. All right, first we're gonna talk about when you can interrupt your witness. There's two scenarios when you can interrupt your witness. The first is when they're being non-responsive. That's when you ask the witness a question and they start talking, but they're not actually answering your question. Now, make sure you're paying close attention because sometimes being non-responsive doesn't necessarily mean that the witness didn't simply give you a yes or a no. It means that they're not actually answering your question. So if a witness is being non-responsive, if they're not answering the question that you asked, even though words are coming out of their mouth, they're being non-responsive and you can interrupt in that situation. The other time that it's okay to interrupt a witness is if they are filibustering. If you've never heard that word before, it's a really big one, but I love that word. Here's what filibustering means. Filibustering means talking just to simply take up space. Talking simply just to run the clock, to run time. It's a word that comes from politics, usually. But we can apply it to mock trial because how many of us who have ever participated in mock trial as an attorney have seen a witness talk and talk and talk and talk for no purpose other than to run the clock? They're not adding any value with their answer and they may be halfway being responsive to the question, but they're just running the clock and not really adding anything. Well, when you encounter those scenarios as a crossing attorney, it is more than okay to interrupt the witness. And most of the time, if you do, the judge will be glad. Now that you know when you can interrupt a witness, let's talk about when you can't. And it's really just the opposite. You cannot interrupt a witness if they are being responsive to the question and not filibustering. Just because a witness doesn't say yes or no and then stop talking, that doesn't mean they're doing anything against the rules or anything that you can interrupt. If a witness answers your question with yes and then proceeds into an explanation that is responsive to the question and that is adding value in to the trial, you really can't interrupt the witness. Again, if it gets to the point where they're not responding or they're no longer adding value and just talking to run the clock, that's one thing but it's something different when a witness is responding to the question. And though the explanation may be longer than you wanted it to be, it's adding value to the trial. If you try to interrupt a witness in those situations, it's usually gonna come across as tacky, the other side is probably going to object, and the judge is probably going to make you allow the witness to finish their answer. Witnesses are entitled 
to the ability to explain their answers as long as the explanation, again, is being responsive to the question that was asked and is adding value, is not just filibustering, is not just talking for the sake of running the clock. If you haven't gotten to that point with your witness and they're being responsive and adding value, you shouldn't interrupt them. All right, we've talked about when you can interrupt a witness. We've talked about when you can't interrupt a witness. Up next is how to do it. But first, I want to let you know that my new book, Mock Trial Masterclass, is officially available on Amazon. And I'm super excited for you all to get a hold of this book. Mock Trial Masterclass, the book, is a championship plan that anyone can understand. This isn't a boring textbook with big words that no one wants to read. It's a lot like these videos. It's very conversational, uh, it's funny, I like to think so anyway, and it's just a whole lot of fun. And we're gonna go through all of mock trial, especially cross-examination, right? And we're gonna talk about the tips and the tricks that the pros use, that the national champions use, and that you can apply into your participation, your competition, starting tomorrow if you want to, and get your score to go up even higher. So if you want a copy of Mock Trial Masterclass, you can order it on Amazon by clicking the link in the description on YouTube or the show notes on podcast platforms. Okay, time for the fun part, how to interrupt a witness. So a witness is either filibustering, running the clock, or they're being non-responsive. You realize it's time to interrupt them. How do you do it? Well, what you don't do is make an objection. You don't look to the judge and say, judge, can, can, can you tell this witness to be responsive to the questioner? You don't make an objection, say objection, the witness is being non-responsive. Here's why. All of mock trial comes down to how well you control the courtroom, right? I say it at the beginning of every one of these videos, helping you control the courtroom. Well, when you make an objection like that for a situation that you should have been able to handle yourself, you take control that you had of the courtroom and give it to the judge. We don't want to do that. We want to maintain all the control that's possible with us. So that's one way we don't want to do it. The other way we don't want to do it, and I have another video talking about this, we don't ever want to look at the witness and say, says that a yes to my question? And the reason we don't want to do that is that that usually comes across as really, really condescending. So how I like to interrupt a witness if they're being non-responsive is, I'll start with my hand. I'll start to put my hand out kind of like this with a flat palm so that the witness knows I'm wanting them to stop. And more often than not, when they see that palm come out, a witness will inherently slow down and, and stop talking and, and, and maybe even just quit giving the answer completely. And then once I do that, I'll say, Mr. Smith, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. You know, I was asking about whatever and I just need you to answer that question. Now, did you see how what I just did was firm, but also respectful. I wasn't being condescending of the witness, right? I wasn't, I wasn't screaming at him. I wasn't trying to roast him or dunk on him in some way. I just said, you know, Mr. Smith, I was asking about fill in the blank. I'm, I'm gonna need you to answer that question, right? Nine times out of 10, that will get the result you want. The scores are gonna see that you were controlling the witness, that you were controlling the courtroom, that you were the one in charge. The witness is going to, because you respected them and weren't condescending to them, they're probably going to back down into giving you the answer that you were looking for. Now, what do you do if a witness is just totally off the beaten path, totally rambling, and so unresponsive that it is wild? Well, my favorite strategy for that situation is to use a little bit of self-deprecation. 
and promise you, I promise you that scores will understand what is going on if you do this. Here's what it looks like. So you ask the witness a question, by the way, this happened to me. You ask the witness a question about their expert methods that they used in evaluating the case and they start talking about a trip they took 10 years ago to Tanzania. Here's what you do, you ready? Uh, Dr. Smith, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I must not have asked the question very clearly. I was asking about your methods and, and you were talking about a trip to Tanzania. So let me ask the question again. See what's happening there, right? The witness is the one getting roasted in that situation, not yourself. But again, save that for the witnesses, for when a witness is really far off the beaten path. It does happen sometimes. Feel free to use that scenario or that strategy. But for the most part, if a witness is breaking one of those two rules, if they're not being responsive, if they're just running the clock, simply putting your hand out and saying, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, I'm gonna need you to answer my question about whatever. That gets the job done nine times out of 10. The biggest thing to remember here is that witnesses do have some wiggle room. They do have some leeway. After all, the other team is trying to score points in the same way that yours is. So you can't just hold witnesses to simply saying yes or no and then stopping talking altogether. But there are times when a witness goes too far, like we've talked about. And when that happens, if you put these strategies into place, you will control the witness, you will control the courtroom like a mock trial master.